Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Soshi Slay Show. I'm Heather. I'm Chauncey. Today, we have a special guest, one of our favorite people. We're so excited to have you here. Please introduce yourself. Well, hi, ladies. I'm Akia Red. I am so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me on today. I uh, I think we've been following each other like on social. It's for... been a hot second. I mean, a long <laughs> yeah. time. Like it's been, we've been, you know, we're good. We're good friends. Yeah, we, we really, we are like, <laughs> we've been following each other for a while and I love what you guys do and your platform. And it just so much aligns with what I've been doing for the last few years, because I really am big on empowering women to be their best selves. And uh, I wrote Be Free, Be You in 2019. And then I also wrote Authentic You just, what, this November it was released. So it's, it's yeah, brand new. Really. So I'm just really in that space of encouraging women to find out who they truly are, um, go on this journey of self-discovery. And I think that they'll have the best life that they could have. Yeah, you know, Chanti and I, like, <laughs> You, when you put out your first book, we both got a copy of it, which thank you. But I, Chauncey and I were talking about it and I love it because of the fact that not only are the chapters super insightful, but there's like little activities to do at the end of chapters that really kind of make you focus in on yourself and kind of ask the same questions that you addressed in the chapter, but relate it to you personally. And I think those are such powerful tools especially like right after you read like a chapter and then you're just like okay well how how do I apply that to my life and then like having that worksheet or those questions or whatever that you put at the end of each chapter is amazing I loved it because personally it helped me work on myself while reading the chapter without feeling like I'm working on myself like directly it was like oh a little a little hint to work on yourself but like little nuggets of knowledge yes exactly (laughs) like I was just like I'm working on myself but it's also been this really quick activity that's something I just read about so it's fresh in my mind and I felt like it was such a great way to like have myself interact more with the book and learn more about myself through each chapter yeah yeah that was the goal I'm very happy to hear that you know you all got that out of the book when you were reading it because when I was writing it, it was very important for me to keep it short and sweet, right? But like I like to tell people with Be Free, Be You, it packs a lot of power in that little bitty book, um, and it's super you know insightful. And I I just I know with me, it doesn't take all day for me to get something. Like once I get it and someone explains to me why I should be getting it then I'm, I'm ready to like, you know, put it into action. So those little activities, just kind of how my brain thinks. If, if I am learning something and I am reading a book that doesn't have that, I will go on my computer and actually like jot down notes and I'll highlight and take notes in the margins. And so I wanted to make it easy for the reader so that they would have it there, you know, so that they can just mark it up as they go along. I wanted to talk about, I mean, we, we, I feel like we, but you in your books talk about a whole lot of different topics. And one of the topics that we like to address a lot is definitely being a rescuer. And I feel like that word is just so broad. (laughs) So much falls under that word. Um, So let's go ahead and let's just talk about what being a rescuer is. Define it for everyone out there who has not (laughs) read the book yet. And trust me, you will see yourself in this definition. I do know someone in this definition. So please. (laughs) I do see myself, honestly, as um, a rescuer. And 
I think now I'm more on the positive side of what that word rescuer means. <laughs> um, but, you know, before I get to all of that, you know, sometimes we as people, but especially as women, yeah. we have so many different hats and so many different roles. And it could be something like uh, working mom, wife, you know, friend, sister, girlfriend, like all of those things. Um, but then also what I find is that society likes to place standards and roles and duties. They like to assign those different things to us as women more than anybody else. We, we have that that we shoulder. And so it's hard for women sometimes to come from up under that. And we have a tendency to be overwhelmed with all of those things plus our own stuff and it's very easy for us to get burnt out and not really attend to our own needs and so for the purposes of this book and what I was talking about is you know taking care of everybody else without taking care of yourself first and that is not a good thing because Mm -hmm. that can get us in a whole lot of trouble you know for me personally my own mental health story you know, it landed me, you know, in right smack dab in the middle of a mental health crisis because I was neglecting to take care of myself. Definitely. I mean, like Chauncey and I said, like, I feel like we both saw either friends of ours that fit into this definition. And again, it's a really broad statement um, because especially like in my family, you're kind of taught to think of others before you think of yourself. And I mean, you know, that's a very, I feel like that's a virtuous thing, but I think for me, myself, I took it too far. And, you know, I I started putting way too many people in their needs ahead of my needs to the point where I had, I mean, Chauncey's been there where I've had, you know, health crises, breakdowns, laying on my floor, talking to (laughs) Chauncey, like, I got nothing left. There's nothing left in me. And honestly, like, we are the same because I, I had a breakdown. What was it last Friday? I'm really on my way to a doctor's appointment for my physical therapy. And I'm like, I don't know why. And I'm like, not trying to cry on the phone with Heather. And also I just like, I like, I was like, okay, I'll see you later. And like four seconds later, I'm against my wall crying. Like the Tony Braxton video, Unbreak My Heart status. Oh. Like, <gasps> but I don't know yeah. what I was crying about to be honest with you. I just like, I was just so like overwhelmed with everything. Like, like everything putting other people first before myself stress mm-hmm. from work stress from life stress from anything and I had a mental little breakdown but then I realized I had to choose myself and I actually did go back and read your book again because I was just like I gotta get this right get yeah. this together because you you do become a rescue you like you think of everyone else first and like Heather says like her and I like we're lucky to have such a great friendship besides being you know best friends mm-hmm. and co-founders like we have an mm-hmm. amazing communication style that helps us not only in business but our friendship and we have been on the phone like at one o'clock in the morning saying what do we do like what do we say like how do we <laughs> act and like and it's funny because we both have the most like it's funny that we're blessed that way because like if she's having a breakdown I'm strong so what, and like vice versa and it works perfectly because we just both can't break down at the same time. No, no, I can't do that. Like, we're not ready for that yeah. yet. So maybe yeah. make up another book about that. How if both of you break down, <laughs> what do you do? Because I would love to read that. As you were talking, I'm thinking about how, 
I mean, and I was listening. Okay. So I wasn't okay. daydreaming. <laughs> we multitask all the time. Girl, go for it. Let that, let that be said. I was listening to you, but I know you were. You're so, you're so I, good to me. <laughs> I was, I was thinking about how I handle that kind of a situation. And what I had to learn is that what's okay. Like if I look at myself as a, as a person, I look at myself as like, let's just say me, my body, it's, it's a cup. Okay. Just, it's a cup. Okay. And everything that I have inside of my cup is for me. Everything else that overflows out of my cup is for everybody else. Ain't that a, ain't that a spiritual truth? Like I know that. I can't, I've learned that I can't give people what's inside of my cup because then I start to deplete. So they have to get the overflow. And that makes me be very intentional about making sure that I am giving myself the absolute best time that I need, you know, every single thing that I'm just like tuning into myself. That is just something that I've, that I've always, well, not always, but that I've just recently started to envision, especially, you know, with COVID, you know, I would, before COVID, I was very, very busy. And I think that I was starting to um, neglect myself. It's easy to do. It's such an easy thing to fall into. And, and, you know, to, to talk about, you know, being a rescuer to everyone else and then neglecting yourself, I think is a, it's a plague among many, many people. (laughs) I mean, women are hit hard, but yes, there are, you know, men who feel the same way. And it's, I feel like it's everybody. It's an easy thing to fall into. How do you recognize, I guess, those behaviors in yourself when you start putting other people in front of you? Because I think a lot of people don't realize when it's happening, only like after the fact. I I think really the, the number one way you can tell is you just start to feel extremely burnt out. Yeah. Like mentally spent, emotionally spent, um, and even more practical than that is I, what I notice with myself is when I have been mentally drained, I start to notice that when people are talking to me, everything literally sounds like want, 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 yes. want, 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 want. Charlie Brown. Like, yes. <laughs> you, you know, like it just, it literally sounds like a bunch of like, muffled words mm-hmm. and I'm I can't make sense of what they're saying because like my mind is so tired so just mm-hmm. everyday tasks start to become big deals like mm-hmm. oh my gosh like I've got this lunch I don't feel like going to this lunch I, you know mm-hmm. I start canceling plans like because I don't have it to give mm-hmm. so that's just one of you know a couple ways that I think you know you just start to see like yourself, you know, trying to withdraw and retreat. And that's really mm-hmm. your body telling you like, you need that. Mm-hmm. But most of us kind of go past that threshold and then we end mm-hmm. up in trouble. How do you know personally when you're given too much? Cause I feel like you and I both, we notice it when we start getting to that burnout line. Oh, it's like, God. we, it's very rarely that we are, I mean, I think we've gotten better at, at like not crossing it, but we still like, we at least yeah. touch it. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Like you know, we were touching it real close the past couple days because in the previous months I've been stressed, I've learned to like just recoup and take care of me. And my mantra has always been, since, especially since I turned 30, me first, me first. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's not being selfish. That's not being anything, you know, rude or toxic, but 
it's okay to take care of you as a person first because if you don't you can't be there for everyone else like I am known for doing everything for everyone else and overdoing myself but now I'm just like no me first like if I can't do it yeah we can't do it it. like Heather like how do you do this because I think I for sure I've known Heather for ever now Heather has really (laughs) shown us you have to shut things down like before I met her she's always on the run but now she's like no well, I, you can Netflix. say COVID because that was like, a, that forced people, including myself, to slow down. Like, I didn't realize how fast I was moving until mm. I was not moving yeah. anymore. And I was like, whoa, yeah, who does that? <laughs> um, so it'll be interesting to uh, kind of see what life gets back to. And if I got the stamina... <laughs> <laughs> to keep up like I used to <laughs> no but you can't I feel like with COVID has helped you like realize that you can take breaks like I think for COVID has like I know it's sad for people and everything but for I feel like for you and I we really slow down to realize what's important to us like what our body can handle like you know all the yeah. stuff that you need to grow as an individual especially as a woman you know yeah, yeah and and for rescuers I mean I think there's even more now too, even during COVID, I feel like people are taking on, maybe it's not work stress, but it's like that emotional mental stress of other people. Like, I mean, I know that there's people that, you know, call because all three of us are very strong individuals on this call and, and people like to talk to you and to get advice and to let things out and vent and Yes, but that itself <laughs> takes so much out yeah. of you. I mean, there are times where I'm looking at the phone and I said, "I can't." Like, I choose me. I can't give it to you today. Not today, yeah. Satan. Not today. Um, <laughs> so, I guess what what are some tips people can take away to maybe help instill those boundaries and not feel guilty? I mean, the not feeling guilty part is actually, you know, something that that's that's their work right I mean that's just Mm -hmm. something that it's one of those things where you have to value yourself enough to just say there's nothing to feel guilty of if you think about the the definition of what guilt is it's when you've done something illegal immoral you know just wrong wrong. (laughs) and that you know so that is a wasted emotion when you're just trying to take care of yourself is what I say And so we have to divorce ourselves from what we should be doing. And, you know, yeah, the should. Yes. Um, And I think just really, like you said, not picking up the phone sometimes. Every, I mean, it's it's really, I mean, seriously, y'all, it's it's really some simple stuff, but it's just, you know, not picking up the phone sometimes. when you lay down, you know, to, to rest at night, or you want to watch a movie or something, you're not looking at your phone texting while you're doing it. You know, the phone goes up. Um, you eat a meal without looking at your phone. Those emails can wait. Those text messages can wait. Ain't nobody, nobody's dying. If you really need me, like you can call me. Yeah. And you're so right. Because as I know as myself, like I'll, be watching a movie that like oh I really want to watch this Netflix movie but I'm like texting at the same time or checking emails or on Instagram and I'm like pay my little friends I'm like sometimes the little friends like your little friends can wait like you just need to watch 
TV and actually watch it. And like Heather said, not answering the phone. And honestly, like that is true. Like you don't have to answer the phone. If it's, if it's super important, they can leave a voicemail. Yeah. And you know, luckily iPhone can describe it for you. So you can like, oh, okay, these are big words I need to pay attention to. You don't, have <laughs> right. to like, right. you don't have to like answer every phone call. You're not, you can't be everything for everyone at all times. So we're talking about personally, like friends and family and that kind of relationships. But I know that there are the women out there and I'm speaking upon experience here. Um, they're the women who try to save dudes. Like you trying to, trying to rescue them and help them out of their lives or their whatevers and let me tell you um I'm proud to say I'm no longer that person Uh, don't um, talk to me (laughs) proud to say I'm recovering from this so you're a recovering saver I don't uh I can't claim you on taxes so why am I so proud I'm so proud of you guys thank you (laughs) I I really am. I'm so Thank proud. You. you know what? Y'all are very, very patient people. I try to save <laughs> everybody else, but I don't mess around with men. <laughs> you, <laughs> like Mark, if you Mark. are, if you are over the age of 18 and no longer require a guardian to sign anything for you, yes. ain't nothing I can do for you. like honestly it took me forever to figure that out because in my real in my job world I have patience in my reality world I have no patience everyone knows me I'm a work in progress okay I know myself but when it comes to like (laughs) I know myself but when it comes to men like I would be like oh well you know yeah like you know he's not I have like it's always an excuse like this but I I'm not doing that anymore because I can't claim you on my insurance if I have to claim people my insurance or no sorry my taxes I will be a millionaire by now because mm. I'm dealing with antics on my phone antics and I'm not saving you like I am not I'm, I'm not captain save a hoe I can't do it I just I don't have I don't have the patience for it and I don't no. I don't believe that you can build a relationship off of potential. I'm sorry. I just, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. Like, <laughs> that's right. That's what you it. shouldn't be sorry. I love it. That. Like, I love how you said that because that's what we all go in relationships for. Like, oh, well, I know he or she could be better because, you know, he has all these or she has all these things. And I'm known to do that. Heather, Heather knows that. I'm known you to know? Okay, we both did it. It we took both me a hot like, second to yeah, not do like, that anymore. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Like, especially yeah. with quarantine, I'm like, oh, you are so funny. You are so funny. Because <laughs> I know for a fact, if I met you out in the real world, not like online dating, you would never talk to me. Because mm. I look like the person, but no, potential is too loose. Toodles, I'm not doing potential. Like, me first yeah. but now like mm-hmm. I love how, and what how did you get there because I just want to know how did you get there I don't know how I got there fed up Heather. you know what I think <laughs> <laughs> you know in 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 many ways um being born with hardly any patience <laughs> it's what has saved me yeah <laughs> I love that because I, ha- I see I, I don't I, I get it, it is. like I had I have no patience okay like my no. act that's a virtue I I daily like work on the for some reason man I have I mean no, I, you can't because I practice every morning I do my affirmations I'm like I I practice patience I choose patience today I have always been the type where I'm like you know you guys like y'all are 
y'all are good, you know, on your own and, you know, like you got it, you got it going on and all this kind of stuff. Like, I, I guess I just never felt like it was worth a relationship if I like have to come in and like, you know, save you. And like, I just, I've never had that desire. Yes. And, and it all wonder. goes back to those boundaries, those simple, simple boundaries of yeah. just yeah. saying no. And you cannot feel guilty for not trying to save someone or be there for someone or whatever, especially if you are having those thoughts in your head where you're just like, I'm tired, I'm drained, I'm yeah. close to tears, I've been working, you know, five straight days, yes. no breaks, you know, I'm taking care of my family. Like yes. everybody has to have those lines and those boundaries where they don't feel guilty and they don't feel like, you know, they have to scoot aside 5 million yeah. things that happen in their lives in order to make room for you. That's not how this works. Right. And any sort of relationship, family, uh, personal, friends, all of that stuff, I feel like the people who truly care about you and who really know you know that like, you know, okay, you're just busy or you have some things going on or, you know, I'll get to you when I can get to you. A lot of times I do have yeah. friends that like, I love them to pieces, but they do require a lot out of me. Yes. And I that yes. doesn't mean that I hate them. Doesn't mean that I don't like, like them or I don't love them or whatever. I love the shit out of the people I keep around me. But there are some times where I can't. I, I myself am drained and I can't. So I can't. <laughs> you, there's no reason to feel upset. What I always do is I, I always send them a text message. Hey, I'm sorry, I missed your call. Lots is going on right now. I'm gonna call you. Just today, actually, I had a um, practice what we're talking about. I had a oh. writing session today and uh, just working, you know, on another manuscript and- Yay. <laughs> right I like pop them out don't I <laughs> you better you better keep that money going but, keep going but anyways I you know and I had a writing session and the writing session was intense and there were a lot of things that I talked about that I and I'm working through all of these things and on paper and I'm you know and so my mind is like just so weighed down not in a bad way but I was supposed to go and meet a friend for lunch and I literally like an hour before we were supposed to meet I said hey I said listen I said I just got up a writing session I said I am mentally exhausted I need to breathe for a couple hours before I go pick my kids up from school mm -hmm. there is no way that I can sit down and talk to you and brainstorm about anything that you want to do together. I said, I literally will be a zombie. And mm -hmm. when you, this goes back to what you said, I think earlier, I think it was you, Chauncey. I don't know, but I, a lot of stuff, so. well, <laughs> I, I was just going to say, and, and maybe you said it, Heather, like you, when you're looked at like a well for people that they come to when they need refreshed or when they need some inspiration and you always have to provide the answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do you go to for your answer? Right. That, see, that's true. So, like, who, who do you go? Who do you, who can I run to basically? Who replenishes your own well? <laughs> oh, we are actually crazy. strong enough, us, 
you know, and some other people too, you know, some people have that inner capability to where they're able to replenish their own. Not everybody, that's, that's a gift. That, that, you know, that's such an interesting, I don't think I've ever heard somebody actually point it out like that before, because I think because my friends and the the people that I surround myself mostly with that are super close, they're strong enough to have, to replenish themselves. Chauncey's like, that's me. (laughs) yeah that is so interesting I have no. never thought of I've never like thought that. about that because yeah. we look at ourselves like as you know people that people can trust and people can talk to yeah. and they feel safe with us like I know like I'm the person you can talk to you feel safe with and I'll try I'm the friend who'll give you advice but I'll make you laugh at the same time because I have yeah. no type of sense whatsoever but I will make you laugh but also give yeah. you, and be there and that shoulder for you just like Heather's like she's has been a rock for me over the years but I realized the reason why we're able to do that like you said because we are those people that can take care of ourselves and yes there's times that I will look to you know Heather other friends or my mom or my, my parents or my sister like hey, I need to talk about something because Heather knows this. I don't talk about anything until I'm really ready. To, I need to talk to someone about it because that means I can't, I can't hold it in anymore. Yeah. So the thing mm-hmm. is, I know that I am a safe space for myself, that I trust myself, but that makes sense why people can trust us because we trust ourselves to be that for our own self if needed. But- hey, listen, I, you know what? I'm just like these lessons that I'm learning right now um, I mean, I'd like to thank COVID for a lot of it because mm-hmm. it's it's really given me a moment to pause and I've been forced to just take a take a seat. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, now I'm starting to get a little busier and I'm terrified because mm-hmm. I'm like, right. oh, am I ready? Am I ready? Are <laughs> there, that stamina there, question? There, there are more. Are there more lessons I need to learn first? Like, I don't want to revert back to what I used to be, you know, because honestly, when I look at me now and me pre-COVID, I'm going to be really honest to, to a lot of people. They love me and they would probably say, oh my God, you're crazy. Me pre-COVID and me now is two totally different people. And I was a hot ass mess. Hey. <laughs> one and a half books in and all still working through it, you know, because mm-hmm. like I say, recovery is not linear. There are oh. peaks and valleys and I had a lot of valleys. I think that's a testament to people to know that like, it's never all figured out. You're yeah. constantly still learning. You're even, even when you know better and you want to do better, sometimes it takes the other people or it takes a burnout for you to be like, damn it. I did it again. Like I did it again. Stop. Oops, I did it again. Like it felt like a trigger. Like there's triggers. Like I always say, I advocate for. I have a big advocate for therapy. I'm an advocate for like writing things down because there's things that trigger you. Like I was triggered recently, and I didn't think it would be a trigger for me because I've dealt with this for like something for like a long time. But my it triggered me that my anxiety was horrible. I had really bad anxiety, Mm -hmm. but like it triggered me, and I was like, okay, I need to start going back to therapy because. This is bigger than me. It's just something I just can't shut down. To wrap this up a little bit, we just kind of got done talking about protocols and like maybe our individual protocols. If you're someone who is new to this, how do we set up our own protocols? I mean, I think finding somebody to talk to. Um, I think that there, there doesn't have to be a crisis for you to find somebody to talk to. 
And I mm-hmm. think that, you know, you owe it to your family members and to your friends to stop, you know, talking to them about these things all the time <laughs> and actually go, no, seriously, and go hire someone that is actually in their pay grade to, yes. to help you, you qualified. know, with these Very things. Qualified. <laughs> right. And, and it, you know, yeah. So I think finding somebody to talk to, obviously, I think learning how to flex your muscles and learning how to figure things out on your own and work through it. And if, if there is an underlying issue that you need to attend to and you need to take medication, then that's the next step. And then you mm-hmm. move forward. And just little by little, you start to add things, you know, like we, we always say, like getting out in nature, exercise, movement, hydrating yourself, like all of that affects the chemicals in your brain. So there are all these little things to do, but I think first and foremost, we need to, to get it out, express mm-hmm. what it is that we've been bottling up on the inside. Mm-hmm. And then we can go from there. I love that. I know. I think for me, I mean, definitely therapy has been great for me. And I think a lot of people don't realize that therapy can come in all different, you know, times. It doesn't have to be a consistent thing. Sometimes yeah. it's when something happens, uh, when you don't know how to deal with something in particular, Um, I am that type of a person where I don't go all the time, but if there are certain things that arise that I'm just like, I don't know how to deal with this, like in a healthy way, um, then I go and and I ask how I deal with this in a healthy way. Um, so there's definitely that, that type of therapy too. You don't have to go, you know, every week or whatever, or check um, Yes. It's a check-in, you know, yes. it's just a check-in, make sure, yeah, a little, little tune-up, um, <laughs> but I, love but I think people. for protocols, it's the, just being okay with choosing yourself, yeah. being honest with the people who are calling you to, you know, vent or get whatever out of you yes. or whatnot, to just be like, I don't have it in me today. Uh, you can acknowledge, you don't have to ghost people, but you can acknowledge the fact right. that they're trying to get a hold of you. And you can be like, like, I'm just really, there's a lot going on right now. Most right. people, especially if they're your friends and they feel comfortable enough talking to you about anything and everything, um, they're going to understand that. So those are my two things. Realizing when you need help with something, you're overwhelmed and instilling the non-guilty actions of not picking up your phone replying to an email or text messages and just saying look I can't right now um I'm gonna hit you back when I got the time and the energy to like do this and most people will be very responsive with that very true just like protect your energy like stay away from energy suckers because they would they will sap your energy and you have to you know take care of your own mental health at the end of the day and figure out your protocol figure out your triggers but like I said, therapy, even like if you're not going every week or anything, just a check-in like every couple of months to see how you're doing is good. Like yeah. just to know that there's progress being made because we're always a work in progress. We're not going to be fixed with one therapy session or like 25 therapy sessions. It's not going to happen overnight. Like yeah. it just gives you the tools to make sure that you're communicating healthy, living healthier and, you know, just getting to know yourself as an individual. But yeah, just I think to take the right steps to really work on your own mental health because you're not going to be okay for other people if you're not good with yourself. And honestly, like I love how honest this conversation was because, like I said, not even like 15 years ago, this was a, not a conversation to have. 
and especially for women, especially women of color to really speak about our mental health and be okay talking about it on a platform, not just for us, but for our other communities. Like, and I think the past, especially the past like five years has been really advocating for people to really speak their truth, especially women of color to talk about like, I'm not okay. And I want to fix mm -hmm. myself, but not just fix myself, but fix others around me. So I know that we can all be a support system for each other. So I, like I said, like you just, in my mantra, me first, because you play me, mm -hmm. you play yourself. And I refuse to play <laughs> this year. Okay, so to wrap this up, thank you so much for joining us. I feel like we've we've talked a, a lot about a lot of different things, but I yeah, think it I all falls it. under this whole rescuer syndrome that I think everybody deals with at one point in time. Um, so until next time, Slay Nation, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.